Um, so it's good. We're excited to have them uh, with us. Now, conventional wisdom would say that when you, when you speak and your parents are there, that you don't use them as a sermon illustration, right? Um, but I'm a pastor's kid, and so it's called revenge. <laughs> So, um, so, so, um, and, and basically this morning, some, at least some of this morning is, uh, what I've learned about prayer since my parents have been here. Okay. So, um, so, uh, be, be looking for that. Um, but with that in mind, let's, let's pray. Let's invite just the spirit of God to speak and to be with us this morning. Let's pray. God, we thank you for today. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the privilege of coming into the presence And Lord, we thank you that you move and that you invite us here and that you move, that you work in and through us. So Lord, I pray that, Lord, that you would be stirring, that you would open our hearts, that you would open our minds to to you, open our eyes to see wonderful things in your word. And we pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So uh, this morning, we're we're talking about prayer, and we're looking at Ephesians. Now, the passage, the chunk of passage that we'll primarily be focusing on is is Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. But I want to just quickly uh, go to Ephesians 6, 10, because it's really in the context of Ephesians 6, 10, that 18 to 20 really makes sense. And so we really need to understand that first and really kind of unpack that. And so, again, starting with Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, finally. So, so Paul's come to the place where this is kind of his last exhortation. This is the last thing. He's been talking uh, about a lot of different things. And he, he says, okay, now finally, finally, last thing, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Now, it's interesting that there's three different words here for the idea of strength and power. You have the idea that we are to be strong, but it's in his strength, but the strength of his might. And so there's this heavy emphasis on who God is and this emphasis on his power and his might. And so the, the focus is there, that it's him, that it's his might, it's, a, it's an expression of who he is. So God is mighty, what comes out of him being mighty and powerful is strength, and as a result of that, I get to experience, I get the privilege of experiencing his strength continuously in my life. Now, he says this, be strong, it's actually a command. Now, often we think of commands as something that I'm supposed to do. But in this context, it's not something that I do, it's something that I'm supposed to be. In, in, in other words, it's the whole idea of don't do something, just stand there. And that, that it's a passive thing, but it's still a command that I am supposed to passively be in the strength of God. That I'm supposed to position myself so that I am being filled with his strength. It's a, it's a continuous filling from an outside source. So it's not, a, again, putting the emphasis on God and the work of him in my life. 
It's not about me. It's not about what I do. It's about him and what I receive through him. And so for me, it means that I need to stop. I actually need to stop and recognize the presence of God and receive the strength that he offers. So it's about me and positioning myself to receive that. The other thing is, is it means surrender. That if I'm going to be in the strength, if I'm going to walk in the strength of God, then it means that I'm not walking in my own strength. And I'm walking in the strength of God. In Luke chapter 4, verse 14 there's a description of Jesus. Now, before Jesus goes into the wilderness in Luke 4.4, 4, it says that Jesus goes in the fullness of the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. But the description of Jesus when he comes out is that Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. That as he was walking, he was walking in the power and the strength of not his own, but of the Father. And this is the same command for us, is that as we walk, we walk as Jesus did in the strength of the Lord. So it's, it's one to, it's a surrendering, it's a responding to what Jesus already modeled for us. And so it's that, and it's practicing the presence, it's being aware of the presence of God in my life and allowing it to work in and through me. But also, this is a description of God and who he is. One, that he is mighty. That he is powerful. And that his strength is far greater than mine. That it's also that he is worthy of my surrender. So that he's good. And if I'm going to put my trust in him, if I'm going to rely on his strength, then I'm going to trust that he is good. And how he uses his strength is good. But it's also recognizing that he is a giver. That this is the nature of God. That he shares who he is and what he has with us. And so I have a few questions, three questions this morning. And the first one is, am I positioning myself to continuously be filled with the strength of the Lord? Am I positioning myself to continuously be filled with the strength of the Lord? Now this is what the strength of the Lord does to me. When I am filled with the strength of the Lord, it has an effect on me. It shapes how we approach life. It shapes our habits. It shapes our attitudes. And it shapes our priorities. Paul, when he says this, be strong, this is the the context for the rest of the passage. So the next section, he talks about putting on the full armor of God. So being strong, now put on the full armor of God. That's part of being strong in the Lord. Recognizing that our battle is actually a spiritual battle and not a physical battle. And so all of this, no, we're not going to unpack the armor of God. But then we get down to to verse uh, 18. And again, I like the way the ESV does this because it, 
in some other, other passages, it kind of separates it as, as if praying is a different thought, like we're starting a new thought. But actually, the idea of praying fits tightly with what's been going on. Put on the armor, recognizing who God is, uh, recognizing that we have a spiritual battle, and praying. That as I have put on the armor of God, as I put on his strength, I am praying. And again, this idea of praying, it's a continuous action. Praying at all times. And I looked up the word all, and it means all. (laughs) It's profound. At all times, continuously walking in prayer. That I'm praying in the Spirit with all kinds of prayer and and supplication, keeping alert with perseverance and for all the saints. So this idea of all is in there multiple times, as you notice. And so the idea is that this is all-inclusive, that it's a continuous prayer for everything, every circumstance, every situation, as I go about my day, continuously praying. Richard Foster uh, talks about a type of prayer that he calls swisher prayers. Where he came up with swisher, I'm not for sure. But swisher prayers, and swisher prayers are the prayers that just as I go throughout my day, as I see people, as I see situations, there's just, it might even be a one-sentence prayer as I lift someone up, as I see something, as I see someone, that I lift them up in prayer. But it's the idea of keeping alert Paying attention. Matthew 28, verse 20, the last thing that Jesus says to his disciples is, Behold, I am with you till the very end of the age. The word behold is a command. It's actually more like, pay attention, look, be alert, see. I am with you till the very end of the age. Look for me, I am at work, see where I'm at work. See, in essence, in this passage, because it's, it's in that vein that, he, that Paul says, keep alert. See where my strength is working. See, God uses his strength for his purposes. He shares that with us to strengthen us. We, that's the benefit is that we get strengthened. But again, it is for his purposes. So this idea of being alert is paying attention to where is God working around me? Where is he moving so that I can be in tune with what he is doing and so that my prayers match the work of God? Be alert. Pay attention. As I'm praying, as I'm going, see, notice what is God doing? What is he wanting me to see and respond to? So my second question this morning is, am I paying attention? Am I paying attention? Am I seeing where God is at work? The promise is that God is at work. Chances are, if I'm not seeing him at work around me, I'm not paying attention. When I hear people, or even find for myself, when, I, when I'm not seeing where God is at work, it's because I haven't been paying attention. 
And so I need to pay more attention to where he's working because that will direct my prayer life. That will direct my obedience and what I do. Am I paying attention? But it also affects our attitude. So this idea of the strength of the Lord affects our attitude. affects then what we pray for and how I perceive my circumstances. Now Paul, as he's writing this, he's in, he's in jail. He's in a Roman prison. Not a, not a positive environment, okay? Not, not the place you necessarily want to be. Paul states where he is almost as a passing comment. It's, it's, it's to kind of give a little bit of context. This is a dark, dingy... Roman prisons were not a good place. And Paul is here, and, and I think my prayer would be much different than what Paul is asking for. You don't see Paul saying, man, it's hard here. Guys, you have no idea. Can you pray for me because it's just really hard? You don't get that. Pray that I get enough food. You don't get that. Pray that they're nice to me. You don't get that. Pray that I'm released from prison. That would be seem like a no-brainer. That's not even Paul's request. As he perceives his, his circumstances, he's not, he's not focused. He's not, he's not focused on his current circumstances. He's not focused on that at all. He is far more concerned with the people around them and their eternal status. That's his, most, that's his most important priority. And again, why? Why is that his priority? Because he's living in the strength of God. And as being and living in the strength of God, it's God's priorities, but it's also God's strength that gives him the ability. Now, when we moved to New Zealand, we were telling people like this, Americans don't really travel. Um, the, you know... Why would you? The, America, you know, the center of the world. Um, and so, so we don't really, so we had people that were like, I could never do that. <laughs> like, you know, it's just a plane. Um, and not that it wasn't, there weren't challenges in it. But, but, I, but part of that is we need to walk. We need to be aware of our circumstances. We need to walk in the strength of God. We can do anything when we're living in the strength of God. Anything when we're in his strength. Now this week, this is what I learned about prayer, okay? So my dad, um, here it comes. Um, my dad this week, uh, on Tuesday, was splitting wood for me, earning his keep. Um, and so, um, so he was splitting wood. And, and he has this situation we're not sure what it is, but in New Zealand, he doesn't have the problem in the States, but he does not get on with insects in New Zealand. So he, uh, he got a, a, a mozzie bite or a sandfly bite a few years ago and ended up in the hospital. Um, really random. Um, so this week he was splitting wood and he, he, got a, he got a bite, you know, on his arm. And it started out, you know, it got to the thumb size, and then, you know, three, four hours later, it was about, you know, that big, and, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger, and, and uh, so 
went to the doctor, and over the, over the week we saw three different doctors that told us different things, which was helpful. Um, and, so, um, and so we, um, so, but it just kept growing and growing and, and getting bigger, and, and as it does for him. Um, and, and now, in all fairness, it, it, it was probably a white tail, but, um, but, it was, but it got really big. And so I sent out a prayer request to staff, and I'm typing this email, and I'm saying, hey, guys, my dad doesn't get on with insects. Um, here's what's happening. Could you pray for him? And as I'm hitting send, I remember this passage. And I think, what would Paul have been asking prayer for? Paul would have been, not, not that he wouldn't want prayer for the bug bite, but that wouldn't have been his primary concern. His primary concern was the context that he was in and the opportunities that, that he would be strategically placed to meet people that he would otherwise never meet. That's what Paul would have been concerned about. And so that's one of the things I learned about prayer this week, is that it shapes my perspective and what is important and what are the priorities. For Paul, it was the eternal status of those he encountered. Man, that's what it means to walk in the strength of the Lord, that these physical ailments are insignificant in comparison to knowing and understanding the mystery of the gospel. So it shapes his priorities, and his main priority is proclamation, making known the mystery of the gospel. That is his priority. You know, we as Christians, I heard this, this uh, statement years ago, we tend to spend more time praying to keep saints out of heaven than to get sinners in. I'm going to say that one more time. We spend more time praying to keep saints out of heaven than to get sinners in. See, not that the praying for healing and, and things like that isn't important, but the mystery of the gospel making that known is far more important. And that's what Paul recognized. And his prayer is pray for all the saints and for me, for all of us, that the eye might proclaim that when I open my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, that's the priority to open. And, and see, here's the thing. It's interesting that Paul also asks for prayer in how he shares with the people around them. Here is Paul, the great theologian, right? Great, great theologian. Can answer any theological question. And he says, Pray that when I open my mouth, that I receive words. Again, his dependency, even in what he says, is not on himself, but on listening to the Spirit of God 
and that those things are said. He's living, modeling the way Jesus lived. Jesus often said, the things I say, I hear from the Father. He didn't speak on his own, but spoke the words he heard from the Father. And Paul is asking the same prayer request, that when I open my mouth, that the words of the Father would come out. And that I would speak boldly about these. And he says that, that, that I would make, that I, basically that I would make known the mystery of God. Not just proclaim, not just talk about it, but the words here actually is more the idea that I would make it known. Not that they would just hear it, but they would perceive it, that they would understand. That's what making known is. Making known. And he says that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Now, when we hear that, we often think there's this level that I should speak to. You know, there's a point. Okay, I should share the gospel at least to this point. You know, I should. And so we put the emphasis on what I should do, what I ought to do, or I feel guilty because maybe I don't share my faith enough, or I I don't take opportunity. It's not, that's not the idea here. It's not this idea of what I should and shouldn't do. The actual word is, the, 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 the broader picture is, as is necessary. That I would speak boldly, that I would share the mystery of the gospel to the extent that is necessary. I can only do that if I'm walking in the strength of God. So, in essence, an answer to this prayer Yes, is people knowing Christ. But one answer to the prayer is that I open my mouth. If I am walking in the strength of God, if I'm praying the things that he's called me to prayer, then the answer to the, the prayers that I'm praying is an open mouth. That I would speak as is necessary. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. And my third question is, am I answering, am I, am I a living answer to the prayer request? Am I opening my mouth? And this morning, for you, I don't know where for you you might be, but the questions remain. There's three questions. Am I positioning myself to continuously be filled with the strength of the Lord? If you're not, then this morning I encourage you to just take a moment and say, God, I want to walk in that strength. I pray that you would fill me with your presence and with your strength, shaping my attitudes, my habits, and my priorities. And we'd love to pray with you this morning if that's you. The second question, am I paying attention? And my challenge to you is to go out this week and to look, where is God at work around you? Not wonder, is, I don't see him, he's not working around me, no. Go with the, the truth, the knowledge of the truth that he is working and pay attention. And your prayer this week, your prayer this morning might be, God, open my eyes that I might see you. And then the last one, Again, am I opening my mouth? 
Maybe you've seen God work where he's calling you. But now you need to, again, walking in his strength, be the answer to that prayer and open your mouth to speak as is necessary. And so maybe your prayer this morning would be, God, help me to open my mouth. Help me to open my mouth. And again, if for any one of those prayers, you would like for us to pray for you. There'll be a prayer team up here, people to pray for you, and we'd love to pray for you. Let's pray. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for, um, Lord, we thank you for you are a good God. You are a God of might, of strength, and you share that with us, that we get the benefits of your strength, but we get invited into your purposes. And so, Lord, I pray that as we go out this week, Lord, that we would walk in the strength of the presence of God. Lord, that we would be alert to where you're working. Lord, that we would pray into that. But Lord, then we would speak. Lord, open our eyes to see, open our mouth to speak. Lord, in your strength. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.